Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh! pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet. So ahead to AEW Rampage tonight. And I suppose the redemption of Adam Cole. Okay, stop. I'll go with number three. <laughs> no, so I, I, you know what? Because we do this every week. I, I worry that sometimes I sound like a complainer. So I just thought I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to block out Will Bourne's spiel at the start. And I'm just going to get straight to the game. I know that's what people tune into this preview for, so I just want to get straight to it. So we'll go with number three. Like, is, 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 yeah, you've not really pulled a face yet, so we've not landed on a Vince, so we've you know, not landed on a Michael Cole or something like that. Is this, is this just common? It's just not worked out. Normally you're like, oh, Hamlet, you're not going to believe who we've got. Who did you mention? What was the rest of you said at the start? Was that Adam, Adam Rose or something? Is he coming back? <laughs> is he like, don't be a lemon, Hamlet, be a rosebud. What's he up to? No, this is the, uh, you've swapped with Sidge this week. Sidge is previewing SmackDown. You're talking about Rampage. You're kidding. <laughs> Can they hear Hogan? He's not happy either, but... Can they hear Hogan on a podcast? <laughs> Put me down. Let's get this. Let's go on this show on the road. We're talking about Rampage. It's ra- Wait a minute, because I've heard the guy in the advert, he goes, it's Rampage. So it's, it's, it's that's true. It's actually Rampage. Yes. That's what I'm doing here. And it's a show that's half the length of... Um, Smackdown, yeah, with uh, four times more things uh, advertised for it because there is one. <laughs> Smackdown is Ronda Rousey will show up. <laughs> Ronda Rousey will show up and clearly pick Charlotte Flair for WrestleMania. This has got two title matches, a grudge, a grudge <laughs> match, and uh, the number one contender effectively in a fight. It's Christmas in February. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole was where we were starting, wasn't it? Yes. And why not? Because really, is all but an official name at the moment, the number one contender to the AW World title, isn't he not? Like, I know he got defeated by Orange Cassidy, but I watched a promo that told me that didn't count. Um, there, again, using... How do you feel about that, genuinely, um, by the way? I don't know. Is it... I, I feel okay with it. I think, look, there are worse loopholes than having a stipulation that they have said from the very beginning doesn't count against the rankings. In a way, I love it 
when AEW set up the um, lights out match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega in 2019, Moxley was livid because he felt like um, this was an attempt to stop his path of rage to the AEW title by virtue of a match that wasn't going to get him further up the ladder, wasn't <clears> getting him closer to Chris Jericho. Um, and this is the opposite way to use the exact same stipulation, is, as we saw with Britt Baker, a heel almost getting able to no-sell this moment of significant embarrassment through a bit of clever gamesmanship with the rankings. Orange Cassidy is too cool to complain about not getting the W for the rankings. Adam Cole is not too cool to be like, well, it doesn't matter. Don't know what we're talking about. Didn't even happen. I, I think I quite like it. I don't like, is there an argument against it? Is there an argument suggesting that it's sort of, well, you said this before the match itself. You genuinely feel like it's almost too cheeky a way to like, to, to basically work around the fact that you're kind of derailing someone's momentum ahead of the big title match. I'm, I'm a month away from effectively saying they could take the world title, you know. But I don't know. I seem less concerned following it than I did going into it because yeah. I, I I think they handled it pretty well. Uh, was it's very, it the right it's a very idea? cool thing to do. Yeah, was it the right idea? I think time will tell. I think you're always going to have the Vincels who turn around and say, oh, they've ruined Adam Cole or what have you. Adam Cole versus Hangman Page on paper gets me very excited. Or Lance yeah. Archer. Could be like, oh, oh. it won't. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I do like the the sort of football, or for American listeners, soccer-esque analogy of whenever someone says like, hey, we played you off the park the other week, mm. and you go, what did the scoreline say at the end? Yeah. Oh, we won 1-0. So he, Adam Cole turned around and effectively saying, let me just check my record. Oh, singles losses, zero. Sunderland, um, many, many years ago now, sadly, when this game used to take place and we weren't in the doldrums of English football, went on a um, six-game, well, seven, no, 11-game unbeaten, but six wins in a row against our fierce rivals Newcastle United. But in one of them, they got more corners. So that was sort of the real quiz. <laughs> um, and I remember, like, for years later, we were like, yeah, but who won the corner kick trophy? And that's kind of how AEW have gotten to use this. And... The cool thing about you can't do it with everybody, but and I'm not just saying this because Britt Baker and Adam Cole are a couple because that's entirely unrelated. But it's interesting that with both Britt Baker and Adam Cole, they are the exact characters to pull this caveat off. Mm. They're the exact characters to like retain all the confidence they had before this potentially quite damaging defeat, and just look the other way because they've got their eyes on a big prize. In the case of Britt and as well, actually, let's give credit where it's still just about due. I'm going to talk about it later on. The shadow of the defeat to Thunder Rosa has existed for the duration of Britt Baker's title reign. She is, like, Thunder Rosa has had to, like, fight her way back up the rankings as Britt Baker kind of doesn't want to pretend she's still in the company. Mm. And Cole, I don't think he's going to do that with Orange Cassidy. There's nowhere else for that to go, specifically. But Adam Cole, dealing with the fact that he has lost this major match, could inform everything he does over the next several months. Kenny Omega lost the lights out match and now so has Adam Cole. Adam Cole's whole thing was not wanting to say the quiet part loud, which is, I think I'm better than Kenny Omega. And at the first opportunity to prove that, he's failed. He's going to fight Hangman Page and probably lose. So yet again, he's going to fail in the exact same way Kenny Omega has. If anything, he's mirroring Omega more mm. than he'd like to admit. All of this stuff feeds into quite a nice long-term Adam Cole story. And then one defeat suddenly doesn't feel like a momentum halter. I think he'll win tonight, and I think the fact that he's against Evil Uno is perfect for the Hangman. The start of the Hangman page build. Cole said on Dynamite, did he not, that 
It's not just about the match. I'm going to say what I'm going to do. I'm going to. He said, I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to beat him. And then you're going to know what I'm going to do next. Exactly. So he's going to hurt him and beat him and then say, and, you know, look at the company you keep, Eva Luna. You keep the company of Hangman Page. Second boom, maybe lowered. Yes, exactly. I don't think we need um, Adam Cole versus the Dark Order. No. That would no, be. No, 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 no. Like, that would be far too close to the Daniel Bryan one. And in uh, truth, far too close to. Other examples of this taking place in AEW, wrestler A runs through the stable. But all it takes is the one match with Evil Uno. Then I would say you pivot to the tags. You've got um, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks theoretically working tags against the Dark Order to almost not compete for Adam Cole's affection, but to show him who the more effective unit are. And that's how you get to Page and uh, Cole. Yeah, I think it's the right direction. Who, how, who's going to lose the first name? Because I, if they do Adam Cole versus Adam Page, how am I going to know who's who? I will say this. I never think of him as Adam Page, ever. It's Hangman Page, it's isn't it? It's Hangman Page yeah. in my book. And then people say, Adam Page. And I go, oh, yeah. But yes, it, it can't possibly. Ethan Page, you mean? Maybe they'll tag together. Can they coexist? So, oh, sorry, we're talking about Page Van Zandt. <laughs> I... I I'd love Paige Van Zandt, but I really don't want to think about that segment anymore. <laughs> I can avoid it. Uh, two title matches tonight as well, Hamflet. Let's start with the TNT Championship. Sammy Guevara defending against, inexplicably in my opinion, Isaiah Cassidy. I love Isaiah Cassidy. I think he can do some great stuff in the ring. I'm, I'm happy Sammy Guevara is TNT champion again. I'm just a little bit concerned that this slips right back into the groove Sammy was in before, which is hot shot title matches, which I don't mind with the TNT Championship. It is the TV title, mm. effectively. But a bit like with the tag titles, and I know the, the records have reset, and so anything's possible, it does just feel like I'm going into this match going, if Sammy Guevara loses, I'll bring back the Rampage rap. That's how <laughs> confident I am. That, yes, you've got title matches, but they're doing this quite a lot. I think it's a bit of a crutch they're leaning on. And I'm not saying they've got to make another mega feud. Mm. I know they've just come out of, you know, Sammy and Cody and them going back and forth. But I don't know. How do you feel about all this? Yeah, this is a bit of a coalescence of... It's hard to talk about Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy without viewing it as a coalescence of a lot of AEW's problems all at once. And that, in a way, is slightly unfair analysis of what should be an objectively good wrestling match. But... It's much like when we analyse the objectively good wrestling matches by WWE. It's all with this caveat or with this one or with, yeah, that was great, it won't matter next week. Or, yeah, that was great, the heel and babyface dynamic made no sense, whatever. It's like such bigger picture stuff is undermining the fact that if you are not a weekly viewer or are you not completely like, if you're not as ingrained with AEW or what's been going on, you might just sit down and by fluke catch 10 minutes of wrestling and that wrestling might entertain you. Yes. That... Case study specifically, we'll have a good time with Sammy Guevara versus A. Cassidy. But what, like, we offer, like, a big picture view of it as well. And what's going on here? You go through all the trouble of the Cody Rhodes title switch and then Sammy winning it back and that little journey that he went on and all that kind of thing. What? Just to get back to where we were at with Sammy beforehand? You book a match on Rampage that, yet again, um, reeks of this AEW star versus non-star problem, which you kind of alluded to there, which is making Dynamites and Rampages increasingly more predictable. It's making Tony Khan feel like a tight booker despite having a massive roster that you should theoretically be able to avoid this. And worst of all, and it's been a Rampage problem since Dot, really, um, this hasn't, for all that, that first bit, that one guy, oh, 10 minutes of nice wrestling turns over. Where's the comments on this nice wrestling being in the non-spoiler 
Rampage live reports. Mm. Nobody has come forward to say, whatever you do, make time for Guevara Cassidy. So that already lowers the ceiling a bit, doesn't it? If you ignore everything else about maybe like what are the problems this highlights or quality expectations, that lowers your anticipation because nobody has said, like imagine if the ladder match was taped, right? Imagine Imagine if that was a Rampage match. The tweets would be, you are not going to believe what you're going to see. Yes. And then everybody would be like, oh my God. Like, all of a sudden, Guevara and Cody is destination stuff. I've got to watch it. It's not like one of them Tony Khan oversell tweets. Guys, it's the best empty arena match ever. It's a fan in a chair going, my eyes popped out of my head yeah. at something in this match. Like, the fact that that hasn't appeared for this in particular, because they're not like, don't get me wrong, I'm not just saying they're spot workers, but this sort of promises a spot that's going to make your jaw drop before yeah. the finish. And nobody said it. And uh, combine that with everything else, it's hard to get hyped. Yeah, I think that's fair. Do you know what I will say? Because people might think we're being a little bit harsh here. What I will say is, we all know, I think we all know, that Sammy Guevara's retaining the TNT Championship here. So use this match instead to, yeah, if you want to do some spots in there, knock yourselves out. Uh, Pivot to Matt Hardy, yeah? (laughs) Well, sort of. (laughs) Use this as an opportunity to to reignite or, you know, hopefully build some interest in that inner circle team meeting next week. You've got Mm. Jericho on commentary watching his boy fight and defend his TNT championship. You've already got Mark Quinn, who's probably going to be at ringside. You can probably guess that Matt Hardy's going to be knocking about as well. Why not have Santana and Ortiz be there at ringside? And then they can turn around to Jericho, who isn't the baby face in this story, in my opinion, Mm. and be like, you were putting your feet up on commentary. You didn't even think to ask. Like We came out with him. You didn't even think to ask that, actually, I'm a bit concerned that, you know, these are cheating little bastards and his title's on the line here and all I'm going to be doing is sat up there watching it and yelling on commentary. Like, uh, there's something there, isn't there? That's great. I would have never thought of that, you know, because I've obviously, I must have emotionally distanced myself so far from the inner circle, like, into stable politics or Chris Jericho in general, I'd not even considered that, but that's exactly the way they should go with it. It says a lot as well, I think, that the mere mention of Sammy Guevara as the inner circle, at this point is a bit like saying Cody's part of the elite. <laughs> yes. They feel so distanced on television. It's the pinnacle from a few weeks back. Like yeah. Just did not mention it for ages. Uh-huh. Like, where was, in the row that kind of started all this with the inner circle in that interview the other week, Hager wasn't in the background, was he? No. And Guevara's coming out with his, like, his vlog, uh, vlog crew rather than... Like he's more associated on screen now with Fuego than he is with Chris Jericho. Mm. So yeah, that's a that's exactly the way it would go. And when Jericho wants to argue something back, you know, plausible deniability, he could say, "Well, Fuego's been running interference from recently, so I didn't think I needed to get involved." Mm. You know, you create a reason for Jericho not to be the complete arsehole in this split, but everybody to get cross with everybody else. Can't wait till they do some disgusting take on T-Patter instead. Then, oh yeah, don't go near that. No, please don't say that. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, another title match we've got is the FTW Championship being defended. Ricky Starks putting it on the line finally against Jay Lethal. Hamlet, can Jay Lethal leave as FTW champion? Hope not. Like, I, I just... Uh, a wrestler was found to have made some really ill-advised remarks and was taken off a show. Another wrestler was undergoing, well, in the middle of, at least, like, outstanding accusations yeah. and possible investigations from the Speaking Out movement and was red-carpeted into AEW. And I don't know, like, I would have felt as, in a different way, different circumstances entirely, but, you know, I would have, I felt, I would have felt weird watching uh, Kendrick and Moxley on, yeah. like, Wednesday in the shadow of those remarks, and I still feel weird watching Jay Lethal, that is my subjective take on this. An objective one is that um, Jay Lethal is super experienced and w- exists, has to exist more for the um, matches like this, for the bringing on of younger stars. Stark is going to win, so he's going to get what is theoretically a bit of a a bit of a scalp in Jay Lethal, an experienced, recent former Ring of Honor champion, you know, getting beaten by Ricky Starks. And maybe he'll uh, learn a thing or two, like dark art stuff, stuff that we as as mere lay people can't see that Jay Lethal's acquired from like 20 years of doing this, that Starks gets to take away with him. It's, it is what it is. You know, I, I think it's always going to be hard for, and it's not just Jay Lethal, by the way, but like if there's a kind of a bit of a lingering 
awkwardness around a wrestler. I think it's really hard to invest in the matches personally. Mm. Other people might be able to separate that. Yet again, there isn't the, uh, you've got to see Starks and Lethal on Rampage. There's none of that buzz whatsoever. So I'm not particularly hopeful that um, this match is going to break that four-star ceiling or anything. It could do with a big night from, it could do with a big performance from Starks. Yeah. I I think he's been... More Starks on my telly. Well, more in general, but then the few times we have seen him, I wouldn't say it's necessarily lived up to our hopes, dreams and expectations. I don't know how his injury recovery has gone. Um, So just something really polished from him that allows you to believe him as as a star in the making again. It was really cool when we had... It's a, it, it wasn't even that long ago, but it felt like so you had your four pillars, five if you include um, Britt Baker, and you should. So you had your five pillars, and then underneath you were going, boom, Starks, Hobbs, uh, Moriarty. Uh, Martin, people like that. Martin, like uh, Garcia. You were going like pillars, 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 etc. Um See, I've just done the AW four pillars thing, and I've been like a total chauvinist misogynist again and just not mentioned <laughs> a single woman. But you know what I mean? So you've got like the level below and the level below and all that sort of stuff. I would like to think, I would like to feel like I could include Starks in that conversation again because it's been too easy to just watch him shuffle out of it. And again, I may be reading too much into this, you've got this show where you could really paint an interesting dynamic. I wouldn't have, well, maybe you do have Starks on commentary throughout the rest of this show just being like, this is so easy, I can just do commentary and then... Oh, unzip my jacket and go out and retain this FTW championship. But you could potentially have the dynamic with Taz on commentary of you got Jericho and his boy defending in that title. Oh, and then you got Taz and his boy. And look at the difference, the dichotomy, yeah. word of the day, toilet paper, between the two and how they sing the praises of or, you know, call their, I mean, Mentees. I like matches. this a great deal because what you are doing there, Wilborn, brilliantly, is setting us off on the road to um, revolution and Sammy Guevara defending the TNT title against Hook. Oh. That, <laughs> that is the journey that you just kicked us off on. And if anybody has ever listened to any What Culture podcast before, we have, gi- you'll have to go back and find it. It's buried in the archive uh-huh. somewhere. We have given people, I'm not going to give it on this podcast, it's a little, you know, treasure hunt for you. We have given the exact date, moment, and description <laughs> of how Dominic Mysterio will one day turn on his father, Ray Mysterio. Indeed. So if you question the validity of our ability to predict the future in such circumstances as these, then you're a fool. <laughs> so Adam Wilborn hereby today confirms Guevara versus Hook for Revolution oh. and nails the roadmap yeah. yet again. Hashtag... Will Bond's always right. Is that what, <laughs> I what, that's what, what was all we went with? Something Dripping like. in insincerity and falsehoods. Uh, we're finally getting Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa tonight. Um, it's been a weird one, this. Like, I didn't watch any wrestling over Christmas, so I didn't see the arrival of Mercedes Martinez. I've mm. been, you know, brought up to speed, and they had the bit where I think Mercedes tried to interview and interfere in another Jade Cargill match, and Thunder Rosa, and they brawled to the back. It was wicked up been a lot of sort of video packages this mm. and yet this one has a potential to steal the show doesn't it well it looks like we've had enough talk because this feels time for the main event even <laughs> if it doesn't go on last it's the main event in the rampage in my head because they've yeah they've really undersold the build which is pretty much just two fights they um mercedes martinez obviously cost thunder rosa the yep. win in the tournament they had an awesome brawl. That brawl was probably the, was the final. It was the TBS final, I think, because I remember thinking this is the best part of this whole match. Mm. Um, Mercedes Martinez hit the hit the ring or hit the aisle, and Thunder Rosa sprinted from the back 
as if she'd been policing it the whole time. Taped wrists at Gorilla. So cool. Like, such a cool, like... Taped wrists, taped fists. Adam. But, like, Come on. And, and wrist. You know, like, you've got to get around the wrists. Cool, yeah. You need, need support. Like, the, the visual, yeah, the visual that you kind of, like, can imagine if somebody stood, because it's separate tunnels as well, stood there just in case some sh- went down again, was so inspired that you had the fight take place in the aisle rather than in the ring. It almost left the match as a sacred space mm-hmm. for the title to yeah. be contested. All really good stuff, but just not enough. Um... More like more low effort women's booking from AEW, which you don't like to see. It's always a step forward and then another one back, sometimes two. But what this sort of promises is a certain standard. Um, too often because of the inexperience of the women in the division, not only do they undersell them story wise, but then the match itself doesn't really announce itself to people. That's not always the case. We've got you know there are there are more than enough, more than a handful of bangers at this point to be able to say that the women on the night can steal the show. Yes, and I hope this is one of them cases, but. This would be one of those cases where you would expect it to because Rosa and Martinez, I am coming at this, I'm flying too close to the sun here, but Andy Murray tells me that they had a really fierce rivalry on the indies. Yes. I cannot speak to that in terms of quality or like how the angle played out, but I trust his takes on it. And if they've already been like working out the kinks of what makes their match work best, you would imagine the national television one is the one they're going to want to hit the most. So I've got high hopes for this. I think they'll find the fury that maybe the feud has lacked. Um, Video packages will only get you so far. But scant evidence of their physicality has been amazing. So like 10 more minutes of that with a crowd that are hopefully bang game um, should be cool. I predict a Thunder Rosa win because... You know, let's get to the fireworks factory. Britt Baker's doing that on Dynamite at the moment, is she? She's doing kind of less than now, and there's a pay-per-view on the horizon. And at very least, this is the earned story, isn't it? Mm, This is a story that when Thunder Rosa wins this match by beating somebody as capable and as experienced as Mercedes Martinez, we've never been told how they calculate the rankings, but if this is football, surely this is like... This is three points mm. instead of just, you know, whatever, however it is that they move somebody up the rankings, this should shoot Thunder Rosa above everybody else and into Britt Baker's orbit. Completely agree. Uh, you, know, you know about my feelings towards Thunder Rosa, how great she is. And if you listen to the NXT podcast back mm. in the day, you know how much I adore uh, Mercedes Martinez as well. I'm sad to book her into a loss here, but I think it's right in terms of the bigger picture for Thunder Rosa and the world title. But I really hope Mercedes Martinez reminds everyone why WWE were bloody fools with her. Well, because AEW can book, um, in spite of some of the criticisms on this specific podcast, because they can book, what you can do is you can tell the story. Like, Mercedes Martinez is just hard as nails, a terrifying presence. But you can actually put the division over and then put Rosa over and then put Mercedes Martinez over if you just use the power of this defeat. So if and when Rosa defeats Martinez, Mm. all you need to do is have the commentators sort of allude to the fact that, you know, Mercedes Martinez is awesome, but look how awesome the women's division is. Yes. Put the whole division over, put the quality over by saying she is coming to this division and you expect her to wreck people, but it's not as easy. AEW's women's division is competitive and then get her streak going, get her wins amassed, but she's had to learn the hard way that it's not just a case of being able to walk in and take over the territory. Right. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, like, oh, have, we, have we not had enough talk? I think I think there's this one final thing I really, really want to pick your brains on. It's a breaking news story uh, from today okay. surrounding a, a certain, you know, there's a lot of free agents 
Uh, I think there was 10 or 11 wrestlers just the other day uh, ran out that no-compete yep. clause. That's right, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, so there's the 90-day guys, isn't it? You're going exactly. to probably give me the big name that everybody from that 90-day list has been talking about. I'm with. not even going to give you a name. I'm not even going to give you a name. Like, I'm, do you know what I'm going to give you? Mm -hmm. A noise. Oh, oh, oh. Should, uh, should AEW sign Shane McMahon? Yes. The reason I ask, the reason I ask is... <laughs> story today. My favourite is... In the midst of us talking about how he started arguments, made fires effectively backstage, booked himself on, but you kick your ass at the Rumble, kick your ass at the Rumble. I think maybe Brock shouldn't win the Rumble. Maybe I should. <laughs> uh, there's that. And then there's... <laughs> WWE personnel warned Tony Khan not to sign Shane McMahon for AEW. Great. Was that like... Who was that personnel? Was it like Tino Sabatelli? Remember when he was a mole between NXT and AEW for a bit? <laughs> so, I love this. I love this story so much. Um... When the news broke of Shane McMahon's release, um, I want to cycle through a few of the very kind nicknames that people tweeted me after I mentioned that, like, the four mega fans were giving me. The Hammerheads, the Hyperfans, the Stanflits will forgive me. I inadvertently um, panicked a few people, raised the blood pressure of some fans and raised the ire of one not-that-preeminent wrestling journalist by quote-tweeting some breaking news that uh, a debutante was going to arrive on Dynamite. That turned out <laughs> to be Brian Kendrick. With the image of um, Panama City, Florida, Shane, Vince McMahon, you know, the simulcast thing, but Shane holding an AEW microphone. The name on the contract does say McMahon. <laughs> but that led me to think of the perfect AEW debut for Shane, right? So I'm saying yes. Fantastic. Sign him up. Right. For a change, AEW, if you're listening to this, and we know you do, for goddamn sake, sign an average white guy. You know, <laughs> not enough on this roster. IMO. Um, bring Shane in. And uh, I don't want to sort of copy AEW's homework. We all enjoyed the first dance. Yeah. First dance was all right. It was fine. It was fine. But I want to see the next dance. And the only dance on that rampage is one way you swing your arms around and skip from side to side. Hey, those are nice trainers. <laughs> Ali Shuffle in your new uh, Jordans. Hey, man, that's the culture in the AW uh, dressing room, isn't it? Shane wears mids. Like, Ali Shuffle in that, <laughs> spinning that arm around, doing that dance, like, you know. Anyway, so he, uh, he dances on uh, the next dance mm -hmm. rampage next week. Right. Main event star. Does the promo like CM Punk did, but announces that he's actually going to wrestle live here tonight. On Rampage. So, of course, it's Shane McMahon. He's the headliner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, naturally. So, Mark Henry does the interview. And yet again, you've got, you know, a double two yeah, screens. lovely that. Panama City, Shane McMahon. One side, Shane McMahon. Other side. Shane McMahon. <laughs> he covers both panels, cutting promos on himself, because realistically... Who's harder than Shane McMahon? <laughs> and he just goes out there to the ring and for 15 minutes sweats and shadow boxes and bumps. And that, yeah, and that's what he does. At the very, very end, he climbs the highest thing and jumps off through a table. And people are like, that is actually literally the Shane McMahon experience. <laughs> Next week's Rampage, booked. I, you I, are welcome, Tony. I agree to a certain extent. Of course they should sign Shane McMahon. He's the <laughs> free agent in all of sports today. It's... I've got actual Shane McMahon fantasy booking, but I want to hear like this AEW thing. Well, first. he comes in, gets yeah. on a mic, and uh, just like the best wrestling promotion, mm -hmm. TNA. <laughs> not Impact, love Impact nowadays, by the way. Not not slagging off them, slagging off TNA back in the day. Comes in chewing gum. I probably told him he couldn't do that over there. <laughs> and then he says, uh, "You all know who I am. I'm the most dangerous man in all of uh, sports wrestling." <laughs> 
And he says, uh, you know, over there, I had a problem. Some people thought it was with my dad, but uh, it's not. It's with a con. And I got a problem with a con <laughs> here, too. Son versus son. Tony versus Shane. There you go. Thanks for thanks for playing, Hangman and Punk and MJF and whoever, you know, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. The main event is Shane McMahon versus Tony Garn. And he's like, in a lights out match, of course. That one sentence. Face of the revolution. Hello. <laughs> he's absolutely pissing sweat at this point from that single promo. And Tony Garn's like, you look like you've been working out for nine days. Uh, <laughs> So what we're suggesting is that... Um, My dad always talks about brass rings, which is why I'm entering myself into the face of the revolution. <laughs> I've got a bit of experience with that kind of stuff. Put him on AW Dark. It's too sweaty, he falls off. Like, put him in like, AW Dark. That's in Universal Studios. And they can be like, Main Shikman is in the AW zone. <laughs> if, we do, if we do the full TNA throwback. This is the money. <laughs> this is your money. Uh, actual Shaman Man booking. Go on. Which would... Actually, allow him into a um, into AEW via the forbidden door. I think we might you might have overheard by the about forbidden it. cat flap. By, by the forbidden cat flap. I think you might have heard me talk about this in the office. Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon, hardest guy in the world uh-huh. in the Royal Rumble. Like the clusterfuck, it's a piece of piss, isn't it? So he enters GCW through the <laughs> avenue of winning the clusterfuck over Joey Janela's spring yeah. break. Uh, over WrestleMania weekend. So they're down the road in Dallas, but he's at the real show. Yeah. Like, he once sold, legit, 20,000 tickets to yeah. that Dallas WrestleMania. I told you to Adam Nicholas. He's going to shift 1,000 for a, a GCW show, wherever their, wherever their event is over WrestleMania weekend. So he wins the cluster, right, obviously. Then, natural progression, moves into a feud with Jeff Jarrett. Obviously. Obviously, the big match, the big draw. And then completes his GCW arc with a pizza cutter on a pole match against Nick Gage. <laughs> and it's through that match that he steps into AEW just in time because what are they going to need again? People's expectations of all out. The big debuts. We got three last year, didn't we? CM Punk wrestled. We got the big finale. Shane McMahon's one of three. The first big debut is complete. They've got him, they've got him signed, sealed, delivered for all out 2022. And there where he does fight and win, obviously, because Shane McMahon, um, that is the moment where he aligns himself with, Dan Lambert is the only remaining member of American Top Team because they don't need anyone else. <laughs> there you go. The uh, the S A H F O. They've got like three rich guys. Rich guys. Like rich guys uh, doing rich guys stuff. And like a sad twist. The Butcher and the Blade and Private Party have legitimately been released. So there's just the three rich guys at this point. It's like they're called they're called like, Jose. They're called like Team America because it's like a, the fairest reflection of the American dream and hideous <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> Well, let us know your thoughts on Shane McMahon in AEW <laughs> and anything else I'm, about Rampage. I'm never going to get to do this again, am I? Because we turned into SmackDown. I'm going to get bollocked on Twitter by people who are like, where the f*** is Sidgwick? Because they actually talk about the wrestling because these two dickheads on a Friday get overexcited about McDonald's order and are just so used to mocking a show that gives you no wrestling to talk about. Here's the twist. Because you've done this, you get to review Rampage and we can talk about it all over again, baby. Yeah, Colby, evil, who knows what else. But anyway, let's get back to our Shane McMahon fantasy. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch so you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. My pinned tweet is a great author on sponsor form. I would love you to click and donate if you can. Yes, absolutely. Please don't go and donate for that. I don't think I've actually done that yet. Get involved. I don't think I've talked about it and then... I want your money. Money, 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 money. Give you money. 
Uh, let me see if I can afford it. Let's just check the uh, podcast charts. Oh, definitely can. <laughs> uh, follow me at Adam Wilborn. He says this. He can't get a chicken Big Mac today. He's having to sponsor me instead. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown preview is already available. Wrestle Culture is coming later with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz. Wonder on earth uh, who that could be about. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be back on Monday to review SmackDown and Rampage, of course. But for now, this has been the AW Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Hambert. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.